0: Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Abba, we just thank you for such honor and a privilege just to come to be with you, O God, and enjoy our lives together as your children, as one family. And we thank you for the gift of your word, because your words indeed are a light, a lamp, and a lantern. Unto our feet and unto our paths and a strength to our lives. So now as you look to your words from the letter to Hebrews, we pray that you speak to us in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Now our reflection for this morning is based on the epistle reading from Hebrews chapter 11, and I've entitled the sharing as God's Hall of Faith. Now, there's a long list in the chapter, but I shall be only focusing on Moses. Now, in one little Midwestern town in the U.S., there's this lady called Miss Jones. She had the distinction of being the oldest resident in the town. So when she died, the editor of the local paper wanted to print a little article remembering this dear old lady. Except he couldn't think of anything to say when he sat down to write the article. You see, Miss Jones, had not done anything terribly wrong. She had never spent a night in jail or had ever been drunk. On the other hand, she had also never done anything significant. With this still on the mind, on his mind, the editor went to the local cafe and there ran into the local funeral director who was arranging her funeral. He too, the funeral writer, was also having the same trouble. He wanted to put something on Ms. Jones' tombstone besides saying, "Miss Nancy Jones born such such a date and died such such a date. But he couldn't think of adding anything further. So the editor decided to go back to the office and assigned a job of writing up a small article for both the paper and the tombstone to the first reporter he saw. So when he got to the office, he ran into the sports editor who got the assignment. So somewhere in that small little community in the Midwest, there's a tombstone which reads like this. Here lies the bones of Nancy Jones. For la- her life held no terrors. She lived an old maid. She died an old maid. No hits, no runs, no errors. And basically, if you really think about it, that's the way many Christians live their lives no hits no runs no errors nothing done significant. we've never done anything terribly wrong we're all good people that's why we come to church <laughs> we are good okay but we have not done anything significant either because God himself took the biggest and the greatest risk of just coming down to risk his life for us. So that's it. But some of us are simply afraid to take risk. We are afraid to get into some deep waters. And yet we have a faith actually, if we really look at it carefully, we have a faith which equips us for deep waters, which equips us to take risk for him, not for myself. Or for yourself for him, it equips and we have that faith. We have that kind of God whom we worship and believed in. We have a faith which encourages us to take great risks and attempt great things for God. Now Hebrews 11 is about God's hall of faith, about people who have taken great risks and some even. Gave their lives for Jesus Christ. And with the little that they do, they accomplish great things for God. So three things can be noted. Firstly, Moses and the faith of his mother and sister. Usually, in most of the dramas or the show that we see, we downplay the role of the mother and the sister. But we have here Moses and the faith of his mother and sister Verse 23 says By faith Moses when he was born He was hidden for three months by his parents Because they saw that the child was beautiful And they were not afraid They were not afraid of the king's decree They were not afraid It begins with Moses. Pharaoh had decreed decreed that every newborn Hebrew boy be thrown into the river and be killed. Yet when Moses was born, his parents refused to do it. They disobeyed. They, They disobeyed the government of the day. They went against the government. That's because they feared God more than any other person. They respected the Lord. And it gave them the courage to do what was right, even if it means certain death. The courage to do what was right. That's what faith is all about, my friends. And by faith, you can do the same thing. By faith, we can hold, we can be bold to obey God, even if others don't like it. I was uh, reading this uh, short article about this uh, interesting preacher, apart from John Wesley. Now, this preacher is, goes by the name of Peter Cartwright. He was uh, a 19th century circuit reading, I mean writing, like John Wesley, a Methodist preacher, who was not afraid to tell it as it is. He was not afraid. So one particular Sunday service, before the service, he was told, that the President of the United States, it is a true story here, yeah? the President of the United States, Andrew Jackson, is in the congregation. And so he was told by his leaders to be careful about what he says. <laughs> Typical of PCZ. You know? okay? To be careful about what he says. So when Cartwright stood to preach, he said, I understand that Andrew Jackson is here I've been requested to be guarded in my remarks. But then he went on to say, Andrew Jackson will go straight to hell if he doesn't repent. (laughs) Andrew Jackson will go straight to hell if he doesn't repent. The congregation was shocked and wondered how the President of the United States would respond. But after the service, President Andrew Jackson shook hands with Peter Cartwright and said, Sir, if I had a group of soldiers like you, I could whip the world. If I have a regiment of men like you, I could whip the world. Peter Cartwright feared God more than he feared any man. In fact, it was his fear of God. That gave him the courage to stand up to any man, even those in positions of great power. And that's what our faith in Christ does for us. It gives us the courage to obey God, even when others might be offended. You know, it is interesting. That's what our faith in Christ should do to us, to stand up against such bigots, such racists and stand for what is right, and just, and true. Secondly, fearing God more than anybody else. Fearing God more than anybody else. In the Chronicles of Narnia, Book of Allegory by C.S. Lewis, he has two girls, two heroines, by the name of Susan and Lucy. Getting ready getting ready to meet Aslan. Oh my goodness, you got it all there. (laughs) Getting ready to meet Aslan, the lion king who represents Christ. So there were two talking animals, Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, preparing the children to meet Aslan. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Then Mrs. Beaver said, That you will, dearie, and make no mistake, with there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or just plain stupid or foolish or silly. Then isn't he safe, said Lucy? Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Didn't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tell, tell, told you? Who said anything about safe? Of course, Aslan is not safe, but he's good, he's the king. I tell you, my dear friends, by faith, we must be bold to obey God despite what our friends might say. By faith, Have the courage to do what is right, even if the whole world is doing what is wrong. Take a risk. Take a stand for Christ in the way we live our lives day in and day out. There are a lot of images being used for the church these days. Some say the church is a hospital to heal the sick and wounded. Some see it as a family where where everyone is accepted. And some see it as a school where we are taught the word of God. Now all this is right. There's something to offer but they don't really capture the essence of what Christ has designed the church to be. The image in the epistle reading for today from Hebrews is one of a child, is one of a child, respecting and at the same time fearing God for the right reasons. Thirdly and finally, taking on criticisms and mistreatment. Now, most of our clergy or full time church workers have difficulties with this aspect, including me. But Moses, I mean, imagine leading that huge crowd of people out of Egypt into the promise or into the borders of the promised land. He took on many criticisms and mistreatment. I had my share of. Bad criticism, I don't mind constructive criticism, which you know helps to build me up or build the church up, but not destructive ones. My dear friends, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 to 27 says, By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God, then to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin in the palace. To Moses, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was greater than all the Pharaohs and all the Pharaoh officials in Pharaoh's palace. Moses could have had it all. After all, he was the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. Unimaginable wealth. And power awaited him in Egypt. But he gave it up to be mistreated. To be mistreated with the people of God. Why? It's because his eyes was on the Lord God himself. And he valued that relationship more than anything else. By faith, that takes great faith. Moses left Egypt. And by faith, we can do the same thing. We can live our Egypts and go to the promised land. By faith, we can just give up anything this world has to offer for a closer walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. For example, let me tell you another two story and I'll close with that. At age 26, Ken Elzinger joined the faculty of the University of Virginia. He is a tenured colleague, a tenured colleague, or a fellow friend, warned him that being explicit about his Christian faith would hinder his promotion or his career. After that, Zinger was stunned to see a flyer with his face on it placed at a prominent location in the campus. A campus uh, minister posted it to advertise a talk he had agreed to give. At that time, Zinger. Was a fairly new believer and he worried what his colleagues would think of him. Might this harm his chances for future promotion? He agonized over what he should do, returning to campus that night and secretly taking the poster down. He took the poster down. But the next morning, Elzinger put the poster back up. After hours of soul-searching, he concluded his life was not about career ambition, but about faithful discipleship, and that being private about his faith was not an option. In the 40 years since then, Zinger has been named Professor of the Year multiple times, and still a speaker in high demand. My dear friends We have a choice We can pursue the accolades of this world Or the affirmation of God We can't do both Jesus made that very clear In Matthew 6 He said, cannot serve God both and money My My dear friends, by faith Be brave to make the right choice Take a risk And by faith Choose to fear God more than any man or woman Sometimes sure all my full-time friends here, even John, should read his autobiography, will agree with me. That Sometimes, serving God is like playing in an empty stadium (laughs) with no one to cheer. Seriously. No one to appreciate. No one to acknowledge. No one to clap. But There are not a whole whole lot of people to cheer us on. Maybe a few of our teammates, but that's about it all. However, by faith, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses who cheer us on. We can still do our best because we don't do it for the applause of people in this world. We do it because we just love Him. We know Jesus and we know He appreciates it and will richly reward us when the time comes. So by faith, live your life for him. In conclusion, now Daphne will vouch for me that I fear heights. I really fear heights. I thought I was the only one with a problem in the diocese until I realized one holiday that we spent with Canon, Dr. Stephen Abaral, the current vice principal of the seminary and his wife. Wow, we climbed up very bravely, you know, up the Kek Loxi Temple. Is that temple that are there? These people are good. <laughs> up the Kek Lok Temple is one of the highest points in uh, uh, in Penang before Comta was built. So we climbed up very quickly, but at the pinnacle, you know, the barrier to prevent you from falling on the other side becomes became smaller and smaller. It became smaller and smaller. I told you I tell you, my knees started to shake and tremble, and my whole body felt weak and my head spinning. So I thought I had I'm the only one with a problem. Until I saw Canon Dr. Stephen Abrao putting his head against the wall. He couldn't see anything. He didn't want to see anything. He couldn't Take it either. But our wives were busy looking at the view, you know, all over. They were all enjoying and chatting. And suddenly they say, What's happened to Jason and (laughs) Stephen? We all like that. We were waiting to get down to the ground as soon as possible. Now, these are natural fears that sometimes we as humans we have. But the good one to have is what Moses had the fear of God. What I felt at the top of Keglogsi Temple was fear as a human. But I do fear God very much in a right and positive manner as well. Let us pray. Ababi, thank you for who you are you are an awesome and amazing God a majestic holy God full of glory and splendor and yet for us you took on human flesh emptied yourself of that glory and became a mere mortal an ordinary person to pitch your tent among us. Lord, help us in all our lives to obey you and fear you more than anything else. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.